Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Kings chapter 10. When the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship to the Lord, she came to test Solomon with hard questions. Arriving at Jerusalem with a very great caravan with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold, and precious stones, she came to Solomon and talked with him about all that she had on her mind. Solomon answered all of her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, his cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told to me. In wisdom and wealth you have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your people must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God, who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. And she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices, and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the Queen of Sheba gave to Solomon. Hiram's ships brought gold from Ophir, and from there they brought great cargoes of almug wood and precious stones. The king used almug wood to make supports for the temple of the Lord and for the royal palace and to make harps and lyres for the musicians. So much almug wood has never been imported or seen since that day. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired and everything she asked for, besides what he had given her out of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned with her retinue to her own country. The weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents, not including the revenues from merchants and traders and from all of the Arabian kings and the governors of the territories. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold with three minas of gold in each shield. The king put them in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. Then the king made a great throne covered with ivory and overlaid with fine gold. The throne had six steps, and its back had a rounded top. On both sides of the seat were armrests, with a lion standing beside each of them. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's goblets were gold, and all of the household articles in the palace of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver, 
because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's days. The king had a fleet of trading ships at sea along with the ships of Hiram. Once every three years, it returned, carrying gold, silver, and ivory, and apes and baboons. King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all of the other kings of the earth. The whole world sought an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom that God had put in his heart. Year after year, everyone who came brought a gift, articles of silver and gold, robes, weapons and spices, and horses and mules. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt, and from Kew, the royal merchants purchased them from Kew at the current price. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the Aramines. And so the chapter begins with a visit from the Queen of Sheba. Now this is believed to have been an African queen from Ethiopia when um, Ethiopia encompassed much more territory uh, than it does today. If you look on a map of Africa today, Ethiopia is one of 60 countries in Africa. At the time that this was written, it was a big territory extending from Egypt south, uh, probably to the bottom of modern Ethiopia and perhaps a little further. But this queen had heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship with the Lord and um, about Solomon's wisdom. So she came to check him out. The Bible says she came to test Solomon with hard questions. She brought a great um, caravan, a huge caravan with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold and precious stones. And Solomon answered all of his questions. The Bible says that nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. So she was blown away. She was amazed with his wealth. She was amazed with uh, his wisdom. She was amazed with Solomon, the man. In verse 10, we read that she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to Solomon. And uh, let me just pause right there. So this relationship with Sheba and Ethiopia continued with Israel and this part of Africa having relations that um, go in, in some ways even to this very day. And so perhaps you've heard the idea that uh, the Jews during the Babylonian captivity and perhaps during the Assyrian conquest, many of them escaped to Africa and perhaps even to this part of Africa that the Queen of Sheba once ruled. Perhaps you've heard that some believe the Ark of the Covenant is stored in Ethiopia, that it was hidden and taken away um, before the the temple was destroyed um, in 586 by the Babylonians. Perhaps you recall that um, there was an Ethiopian eunuch that was led to the Lord in the book of Acts, and um, uh, he was there 
celebrating one of the festivals. So there's a long history between Israel and this queen's descendants and her people. And um, Israel is connected in some ways, but Israel uh, at this point was meeting this queen. Maybe there was already trade going on before that. But the exchange of different um, apes and and, uh, ivory and baboons and silver and gold and so forth, a lot of that probably came from this area of Ethiopia. Now, there's an interesting note. It says she gave to Solomon numerous things. And then it says, Hiram's ships brought gold from Ophir, and from there, great quantities of something called almug wood, along with precious stones. So this almug wood is mentioned a number of times. Most scholars believe that this is sandalwood. Now, sandalwood itself has a, an aroma, a fragrance. It's used in the making of, of incense. But Solomon used it to make some of the parts of the temple itself, along with harps and lyres for the musicians and so forth. This almug wood would have given a fragrance in the tabernacle of Solomon that was otherworldly. And uh, this sandalwood slash almug wood is so popular even to this day that the nation of India has nationalized all of the sandalwood trees. In other words, if you've got a sandalwood tree in your yard, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the country. And so India has really rationed the cutting of these trees because it's so rare and so precious. But at the time of King Solomon, uh, there was a huge amount of it brought to Israel. And the Bible says never has an amount of this been imported since that day. So this was the peak of it. And uh, if you ever run across any sandalwood, you can just kind of picture in your mind the fragrance of it and the, uh, the positioning of it and the things of God in Solomon's time. Solomon's great wealth is noted. Um, he made all of these um, 200 large shields out of solid gold. He made 300 small shields out of solid gold. He made a throne covered with ivory and overlaid with gold. Um, all of his goblets were gold. All of the household articles were gold. Nothing was made of silver, the Bible says, because silver was considered of little value in Solomon's days. Imagine that. And so Solomon had been warned, as had all of Israel, that when the king came, he was not to gather to himself tremendous wealth in gold and silver, and um, also horses. The horses are once again mentioned in this chapter, 12,000 horses. He accumulated 12,000 horses. And he sent to Egypt to get horses, which he was uh, forbidden in the Torah from doing as well. So Solomon is starting into his apostasy with the accumulation of massive wealth and and these various things, the uh, writer of Kings is starting to give us some clues that Solomon's on a bad trajectory. And so let's pray now and, um, and close this chapter. Lord, we thank you for the Queen of Sheba. We thank you for the relationship between Israel and Africa, especially between Israel and Ethiopia. We ask that you would strengthen that, God, in our day, uh, both politically and spiritually. We thank you, Lord, that... Um, In Solomon's day, you granted him great favor and wisdom, according to your word, so that there's never been one so wise again. But Lord, the man went astray, and uh, this amassing of wealth and perhaps the consideration he gave to his wealth was distracting from his relationship with you. And so, Lord, we pray for those with massive wealth in our day. We pray for Jeff Bezos. We pray for 
the different um, oligarchs of industry, if you will, that are alive in our day. Lord, bless them, but bless them with hearts toward you. Bless each and every one of them, Lord. Um, uh, we just pray that their hearts will be turned toward you. We pray for Bill Gates. We pray for Elon Musk. Lord, we pray for all of these with great wealth. Lord, turn their hearts toward you so that you mean much more to them than the wealth. In Jesus' name we pray for them and the same for us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.